Good morning, good afternoon, no matter on what coast you're on. It's uh, kind of not the most lovely day here in Myrtle Beach, but it is lovely Myrtle Beach. Um, we're here to do the John Banks Show, Bring You Man Out of the Cave. I'm blessed today to be joined by Kay Van Hoosen as my female counterpart to give me the word of the female that uh, a lot of us males don't know, so that will be very helpful. Let me make my usual disclaimer. I am John Banks. I am not a counselor. I am not a lawyer. I'm a guy. I know men. Listen to a lot of folks, had a lot of great conversations, and I try to give you what my true feelings are on the kind of male-female dynamic. And uh, I do it from the heart, and I love to listen. Um, so we'd love to have your calls. A reminder, our telephone number is 646-652-2071. 646-652-2071. Love to hear from you on the lines today. Um, you can also chat with us if you go to hearwomentalk.com, and you can actually click on the radio tab and from there, click on the chat tab and be live with us right here on the radio. So, exciting to get started today. I do have a question of the day. This one somewhat stumped me a bit last week with uh, my co-host Gina, but I want to throw it back out there because I want to get some other people's opinion, and I've asked a lot about this today. How do you get your man's absolute attention when you need to really speak with him about something? Um, Kay, what's your, what's your method? Well, I don't know if it's my method, but I think the, the method would be to get totally naked. I, I like that method, Kay. I've always been a fan of that, and that is definitely one. Um, I'm not sure if we're drawing towards the direction the conversation needs to go into, but if that's, I like the way you're started. Well, isn't it true, though, John, that most men, isn't that what's on their brain most of the time? I would say yes. Okay, well, there you go. I would agree with that. Okay. Well, but we don't want to get it so on the brain that we're not listening to the other item that may need to be discussed is, is where I'm going with that, but uh, I like your idea, like the way you're thinking. Uh, we're going to cover a couple of items today. Um, one that was actually a call from Sue in Pennsylvania last week, closing last week's show discussing sharing the workload, and i uh, like to delve back into that a little bit. Also, we're going to look at a uh, kind of interesting subject that was brought to me this week, the difference between the male and the female brain, and I think this may answer or even create a lot of questions within your own minds and uh, found some interesting stuff out there uh, in the web land, and also found a very interesting article we'd like to discuss about dating today. Uh, maybe roles are a little different than they were previously in years past. Um, today, though, I'd like to start with one man who, I'll be honest with you, has been shoved out of the cave. And this is a, a subject I take a little, a little personally. Tony Hayward is the head of BP. And uh, Tony has been kind of nonchalantly handling an immense disaster in our, in our Gulf area. And I think uh, I wish he would take it a little more seriously. And um, he was out yachting this weekend. Hmm. Uh, and I know everybody needs a break, needs a relaxation. Maybe yachting on beautiful water that he is able to enjoy may not have given the right sign. Right. He was probably not yachting in the Gulf of Mexico. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. Had a, had a smile on his face and was mm -hmm. very much enjoying the water. And, and I, I just want to you know bang him on the head and say, what about these people who can enjoy their waters? And... Uh, my biggest question, Kay, is when this disaster started 63 days ago, up to this point, BP has spent $1.6 million. Million? Billion. Oh, okay. Billion with a B. 
Okay. My question is, on day two, when they knew that they were losing 60,000 barrels a day, why did they not go find every expert known to man and bring them in to attack this disaster and also every bit of, of equipment? I, I may be wrong, and, and this may have been done, but I, I have a hard time believing the greatest minds in the world can't solve this issue in 63 days. Yeah, and, um, you know, I heard um, a commentary but from Kevin Costner. Have you heard about him? What do you know about that, John? Well, I know that he actually owns a, a company that actually has special vessels that actually handle this type, and he actually went to Congress and said, I am here, uh, I have this for you, and uh, his answer was, they won't return my calls. I can't get in touch with anybody. Hmm. So I, my thought is anyone who's willing to help, I'd have them out there. Yeah. also heard a, a comment this morning that the people who are cleaning up on the beaches are not allowed to wear um, respiration uh, equipment because the people from BCP think that it would be a bad view of them in the public eye. Really? So those were two kind of right. interesting things. So I have literally kicked Tony out of the man cave. So... The, uh, next so uh, let me just back you up there. So he, Tony, was in the man cave, well, and we, you've kicked him out. What does that mean? That you, he's no longer, he's no longer one of the good guys. He is no longer <laughs> one of the good guys in my eyes. <laughs> so and I guess being in the man cave is a good thing. Uh, being in the man cave is a good thing. It allows us to communicate <laughs> okay. together, work together, be on the same page, and 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 try to uh-huh. try to survive this thing we call life. And how do you communicate in the man cave? Is it like a series of grunts or something something like that? Uh, grunts, pats. Because you know, men don't really communicate. That's one thing that I found is, you know, Jeff, my Jeff, my, my, my man, and he's out of the cave, I think. Um, although, although you're saying that being in the cave is a good thing, um, the men, you know, I'll I'll get it with my girlfriends and I'll say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And we'll start talking about life and what's important to us and our relationships and you know what's really important and I Jeff goes out golfing when he has a day off which is never anymore but when he, he goes out golfing and you'll see you say and I'll say how's John fine what's he doing I don't know what's going on with us I don't know you know so you guys don't really talk so I mean that's the difference between men and women a big difference is men just sort of slap each other on the back and and there's no communication is that right okay uh, not not exactly uh, we do do a lot of talking and a lot of the talking may uh, focus on business. It may focus on on really. There's a lot of men do a lot of jabbing, a lot of cutting each other, and and just chit chat back and forth, very casual, yeah. um, very relaxed. And you know, when you when you if you were to ask me the same thing, Kay, I'd, I'd probably tell you, well, I can tell you a little of this, a little of that. Uh, the four hour conversation is not encapsulated into something that I can I can spit out quickly. I think that uh, guys occasionally will take the time to speak about something seriously relationship-wise, but I'll be honest with you, those things are kept fairly tightly held. Yeah. And uh, really, you know, we, we may be, and, you know, when we get to the discussion of the male and the female mind and brain today, there may be some answers okay. to some of that. So okay. that's some of that. And I would say uh, that men are out of the cave. It's just there's a comfort level in the cave. And uh, i got to tell you, Tony... <laughs> no, not in the cave. Uh, another thing that I found interesting uh, listening to the news this morning, the uh, New York City school districts are really trying to crack down on sexting. I don't know if anybody, you know, would, that is texting with, of course, sexual overtones, uh, sending pictures that may be a little uh, racy, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So they are really going to crack down on this, and they want to set up 
an opportunity for suspensions or for some type of punitive action, even when kids aren't in school. That means they're summer, they're nights, they're all. And I'd, yeah, I didn't know how I felt about this. I thought, um, yeah, I think that uh, 15-year-old sexting is not a good idea. Um, but when does a parent do their job and when does the New York City School District do theirs? I was a little, a little taken by that. Well, that's, um, I, I've been hearing some things about sexting. And it's actually, it's pornography. And people, kids, I've heard about kids that are, you know, teenagers, young teenagers, maybe 15 years old, getting in trouble with the law for sending pictures of themselves naked to their boyfriends or whatever, and, and actually having, I don't know if they're doing jail time, but just getting in a lot of trouble because it's, they're, they're passing on pornography, even if it's photographs of themselves. They're passing it on. What a lot of kids don't realize, or maybe they do and they just don't care, is once it's out there, it's out there and it's going around the world. Everybody's seeing it. You know, Kay, I totally agree with you. I, I, I don't like it as, a, as an activity. I think it's bad. But yeah. my question, and I am not a parent. I have a puppy. Mm-hmm. I, am a, I don't You're know a parent. where. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. As far as I know, our, our dog hasn't done any sexting. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the, I guess the thing I question a bit is when does a parent parent and when does a school district parent? Because some of the things I've seen at school – I wouldn't be psyched if I was a parent that that was the way that there, you know, some of that goes. Just an interesting thing that's out there that I I was curious. And if you have any uh, thoughts on it out there, of course, you can give us a call and be glad to talk about that. I thought it was a kind of interesting item today. Right. Well, just going back to that sexting thing, it's more than just, it's it's actually three bodies. You've got the parents, you've got the school system, and now you've got the law. So all three bodies are involved in that. Well, all three need to to make a good force. I just don't know if a student makes a mistake if they miss three months of school sounded a bit uh, strong of suspension. And uh, I don't know what that exactly accomplishes. So anyway, um, we've got a number of things that we're going to cover when we get back. We're about to go to a break. And you are listening to John Banks bringing man out of the cave on the Zeus radio network for Hear Women Talk. This is the John Banks Show, bringing you men out of the cave. I'm glad to be joined today by Kay Van Hoosen. Back again, Kay. Thank you. Um, we had a call at the end of last week that was really nice. Uh, Sue from Pennsylvania called. And Sue was in um, a quandary of, of how with, with kids, with work, and, and trying to figure out a way to get a little more help from her husband as far as chores were concerned, the daily things in life that make up a household. And uh, I understood, Sue, I believe me, and I had a lot of interesting conversations with a lot of friends this week on this very subject. So I did want to bring it back up and and discuss it a little bit. And um, I think that uh, the first thing I would say is that modern relationships today are not the TV relationships that we saw back in the 50s. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they were ever really that way, John, but they're certainly not now. Well, I, I don't know the percentages of homes where both uh, the, the male and female work, but i got to imagine it's, it's very high. 
um, in today's lifestyle. And um, I think in a way that's good, uh, yeah. definitely good. I think uh, um, working for both people gives them the ability for some self-expression um, and also some, you know, some goals and, and to feel good about yourself. You, you mm-hmm. accomplish a lot, so that's good. But in, in turn, uh, there has to be a, a share of duties. And a lot of times I think if, if the, the male is working, he thinks he's bringing home the bacon, uh, you know, we're old line guys that were kind of taught that way, that we do that. You know, mom mom cooks dinner, takes care of this, you know, cleans this and all that. And um, in most societies, I don't really think, or at least in our society here, that that necessarily is the case. No, and I know this isn't what Sue was talking about, and I know you want to talk about the chore thing, but I want to ask your opinion about that. In the old days, you know, we were all brought up or <laughs> we were taught uh, that it's the man who brings home the bacon, just like you say. Today's world, women have a lot, in America anyway, and in many Western countries, um, we have so many more privileges and so many more opportunities. It's, it's wonderful. And I think that presents a problem for a lot of men. There are a lot of families, couples, where the women uh, might be have a more uh, lucrative position, uh, maybe has more... Um, authoritative muscle in her job or whatever and that tends to be a problem for a lot of men i think do you agree john or so what 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 should in couples like that where women are in relationships with men and and you know it's you know even though everybody thinks they're so modern and everything people still men just feel like they've got to be the breadwinners so what can couples do in those situations to get past the the hurt feelings or the anxiety that the guy might be feeling about that well i think uh you brought up a good point let's put the the stereotypes away okay um couples uh today's relationships are in a different world and i think that you'd always want your spouse to excel and if she excels and does extremely well and somewhat takes on that role i think uh, we applaud her and uh we go with it i think that uh, you are very correct i think a lot of guys are threatened in a way by that um, and I would say to them please put that aside we're a team here you know if, if uh, one wins well, we all win and uh, definitely one good thing is I think uh, some things that that females suffer for a little more than males a little more how they're brought up sometimes is self-esteem and when a woman does achieve in that manner I think she becomes a very great person to live with um, I'm very blessed to be very married to a wonderful woman who, who does very well in her job and uh, makes my life very, very happy. And uh, her confidence is, is high and strong, and that makes life good. And I think that you have to look at it as, where can I help? Where can I do my best? You know, I have couples that I know that, that the female does carry the ball more on that. And, you know, I would tell, you know, the guys out there, set it aside. We're a team. Uh, this is all good, and um, and support. It's all about support. But the guys aren't listening to the show today. It's we're a, a radio station that's directed to women. So what do we tell the women out there who are in relationships where they're, you know, where they're at with a guy who's feeling a little insecure because the woman's making more money or you know whatever? What what can they do? How can they handle that insecurity? Good question, Kay. I think that uh, one way they can do it is to constantly put a hand on the back uh support again uh i think you try to find those things that he is he is good at and let him know what he does bring to the relationship what is his assets that he brings and remind him that he is strong and what is done and 
again, preach a team approach. And like you said, it, it's not easy. It, it kind of turns the clock forward a bit. And uh, I think that you, you have to be as understanding and soft as you can be mm-hmm. because all want to be treated as we are. But uh, I think you, you have to continually build that person up and make sure that they understand they're appreciated for everything they do, be it financial or be it hard work. Um, all things all things in a family and a relationship come, come together. Right. It's a difficult thing, but I would say that you would need to work on the idea of, again, promoting the good things that he's doing. Put, talk to him about those things and, and make sure that you are thankful and you show that you are appreciative of those items and that that may hopefully brings a little bit out of the shell. And, you know, it's, it's a thing where his self-confidence has to, um, has to be kept high. Um, do you think, John, in your opinion, that there are a lot of marriages that go, uh, go south because of situations like this? Like, are there a lot of guys that because they're feeling insecure, because their wives are making more money, or because their wives have more powerful positions or whatever, are they, like, <laughs> having affairs with waitresses or and that's nothing okay oh i'm so sorry i said that but you know with with women who aren't in you know authoritative positions <laughs> now john's laughing at me over here okay I'm, okay I'm, i i sw- okay I'm sorry and, to all and the i waitress i have waitressed in my life you know uh, but 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 i think that there are a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of guys that maybe will have affairs with other women that they can meet in other places bec- and so that so they've they're with a woman who will say, "Oh, you're so wonderful, you're so great," you know. And and are you? Do you think that's true? Well, not necessarily, Kay. I think that uh, guys who are predispositioned to to have affairs are going to have them, whether they're the bread earner who is out here in the world without more opportunities to meet those type folks, or or not. So I don't I don't necessarily think that's that's the way. I think that uh, it can work on someone's self-confidence, mm-hmm. and the need to need to work with that spouse on that is important. I, I don't see that as a huge issue, to be honest with you. I think uh, you know we've seen the stereotypes of the stay-at-home mom, the mailman, you know those kind of things. So it, it kind of can go both ways there. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that as a big area issue for a male who may have a self-confidence issue with that. But I think again, you, you got to for both sides. Um, in Sue's case, her probably feeling a little underappreciated. Yeah. I think uh, it's important for all of us to, to do the best we can to let, let our spouses know that we're really appreciated. One of the interesting things, actually, in the dating uh, part that we'll discuss later on, uh, she speaks about, you know, don't let a moment go by that you didn't let someone know how much you cared about them. And I'm a big believer in that, and I'm a big believer in, in let your heart hang out. And uh, you, if you love and care about someone, you want to make sure they know it. You'd never want to pass without somebody truly knowing uh, how strong you feel about them. So that, that kind of adds into that. Um, something on the on those chores side, um, this one always gets me is um, I had a friend tell me, she said, well, I, can, I came by my husband the other day with laundry piled over my head. I couldn't see, literally, as he sat on the Lazy Boy and watched TV, and he didn't get up to help me. And I said, well, did you ask him to help you? And she said, no, wasn't it obvious? Mm-hmm. It sometimes seems obvious, but his reaction was, gosh, she's got a lot of laundry there, but she's got it. Mm-hmm. It's taken care of. Mm-hmm. We are man. We are not the brightest. 
So often we, uh, we kind of miss those obvious signs. You know, things seem to be so clear at times to some, but if your mind is on something else, you're concentrating on something else, we may have missed that. So I told her she's got to, she's got to let them know. So that was that was my thought on that. What and do how do we let it? how do we let a guy know but without be, him being feeling like he's being attacked or you know like because a lot of guys go, well you know they feel like you're being they're being told to do something you know and plus another thing is I think women we don't want to have to ask we want people to notice you know and, we, we just, and, yeah. and Kay I, I totally agree with you and the thing about that is is that we as men are not meant to be. We're not always as observant and, and analyzing what we're observing. Uh, so many things of us go by us like this on the peripherals that we really don't pay attention to. Right. I think you've got to be blunt, Kay. I think you say, and the key to being blunt is blunt, but be nice. Probably with a little bit of humor, perhaps. Humor always is good. <laughs> the, the other thing that, that I always get with uh, a good friend of mine is, you know, gosh, she, she asked me to do this. Well, if you ask someone to do something, especially a chore type thing, be reasonable in a time frame. Don't ask as somebody's doing something and, you know, that they jump up right at that minute and do it then. You know, please give them, you know, a reasonable time frame. And I think that people will react better knowing, okay, you know, hey, in the next day or so, we, you know, we need to get the law mode. Can we work that out? You know, and again, the other part about that is once you've, once you've got there, we want to make sure we praise. We are men. We are not that bright. We need to know that we've done the right thing, and, and praise always works good. Thank you works for everybody. So uh, with us, it may not always be clear, uh-huh. uh, so obvious, as, as you know. Um, the other part about it is when you do have a discussion about this, this chores and work and this, uh, be prepared to hear his side of the story. Which is never right. <laughs> well, everybody has their, their side in their life they live and their, their items they take care of. So, you know, there, there's their side of the story. So, so be aware um, of their side of the story and beware to listen to it and be understanding of it. What about going back to the, Sue's conversation, her call last week? You know, she's got a husband who's not helping out with chores and stuff. What about, what do you think about putting together some kind of, like, chore list? I think it's a great idea, Kay. I think when you put things on paper... Uh, for guys especially, it becomes more clear. Uh-huh. It becomes crystal clear. Um, and that's very important. That's very important. We're going to take our, our second break. Again, this is the John Bank Show, bringing McCabe man out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Be right back. Again, this is Bringing Man Out of the Cave with John Banks. And again, I'm joined by Kay Van Hoosen today for a little bit of discussion. And we've got a little topic that, that is timely, uh, the, the sometimes miscommunication between male and female. Yeah. Um, my my uh, guest host last week, uh, Gina Tremarco, um, fabulous young lady and wonderful, wonderful person, uh, when Gina and I left the studio last week, we had had a, a good discussion that I really enjoyed it, would like to have her help, and I thought she'd be really good. And uh, the, uh, the, 
thought it would, you know, really, really added a lot to the show to have her comments and uh, really gelled with, with Gina, really liked that. So when I left the show, I said, um, hey, Gina, look forward to seeing you next week. Um, you know, one thirty will be on the air at 2. So somehow I had a miscommunication that uh, Gina and Kay, you had lunch with Gina. Can you, can you yeah. delve into that? Well, I said to Gina at lunch, are you um, doing the show with John today? She said, no, I never heard from him. I said, oh, okay. Well, I, I asked Jeff, and Jeff said uh, he thought Gina was helping with John. I said, she said, well, no, I, I never heard from John uh, uh, that I, I told John it was great, and if he needed me next week to give me a call. And I never heard from him, and now I've got other stuff I've got to do. And she, and I, she said, I said, well, I, I just talked to Jeff, and John's expecting you. She said, well, leave it to a man to get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, communication and confirming communication in times may be, may be better uh, And you know what, John? Do. I mean, I know you have your, here we go, whose version? I know we've got two versions, mm-hmm. Gina's version and mm-hmm. your version. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, I believe Gina's version. <laughs> Well, because I know. I know. I know. When we left on uh, last last Monday, I, I said I look forward to seeing you next week. I appreciate your help and and look forward to doing this next week. Um, we'll sit down early with some information. So obviously, I wasn't clear. Ah, so. well, you say we'll sit down early with some information. Maybe she meant she thought you meant you said I look for I enjoyed it. I look forward to doing it. But you didn't say let's definitely do it. I thought I did. I thought we were pretty uh, clear well, about that. So obviously not. Obviously not. So we, we learn we learn from these mistakes. Okay, so am. how can we women learn? You know, because, like, again, we're going back to you're bringing a man out of the cave. What's the deal here? I mean, guys talk a different language than women, right? Well, occasionally, yes. Occasionally, yes. Occasionally? I think, that, uh, I think so. I think so. The, I think what we, we learn from this, this one example is that uh, probably confirmations are good via email or, mm-hmm. or verbal. I'm a big verbal guy, not, not as much a tech guy, and that's something else that we'll discuss later on. But uh, in this case, I should have made a call to confirm, and I did not, my error. Mm-hmm. Uh, I make many mistakes in life, and please understand that as my listeners, I do make mistakes. I try to my best to correct them and learn from them. So in this case, we will try to do so. I will uh, call Gina later and hopefully have her back with us next week. So I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to just mention to all the uh, listeners out there, too, that, you know, because John forgot to, to confirm this with Gina, I had to rush over to the studio and, like, I got in here like 30 seconds before showtime. <laughs> As the, as the bus rolls over the top of me, Kay, I, I will I uh, will do my best to correct all errors made okay. and, and work all on right. them. That's all right. You're forgiven. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, while we're doing a story of the week, I, I did want to bring up two other stories that were were kind of in my in my daily life this week that I thought were very interesting that that kind of tell a little bit of the female male dynamic. Um, one I'm going to call "Ask the Expert." Um, I was sitting with uh, two friends uh, earlier last week, and we were just having some casual discussions, having fun, doing a lot of laughing. And um, my friend, the male, is uh, very, very intelligent and very highly trained at a piece of expertise. Um, And so he's very technical in what he does on this subject. And you know the the it's just the way the way he is, and I think we need to understand that when somebody is very knowledgeable about something, uh, when they're asked what they feel is a rudimentary question, they may react short and curt. That shortness and curtness is not meant to be rude. It just means they were almost not insulted, but almost um, 
I, I don't know. Just, just, just we're very short and curt with the answer because they seemed it seemed so elementary to them. Well, the the young lady in this case got got a little upset over the the way it was handled was, and said, "Was she here? Was were they married? This couple? Were they? Uh, they, 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 they're, they're no, no, but no. they're together. Yes, okay. they are. And uh, she was she was upset by it, and uh, she felt that it was rude uh, back back towards her. And uh, I I just wanted to explain to her if he were to come in the the kitchen and say." Can you will you tell me how to pour a glass of milk? You know your reaction may be smart and short and curt because it seemed like such a rudimentary question. You may not have um, so these are this is just just one of the little things that I saw happen, and and where she was she was upset by it. He had no meaning to it. Was he? Did he realize she was annoyed? Oh yeah, it wasn't it wasn't hard to. So. Um, is after that, is, his is, remark was made, yes. Is that typical of men? Because I find that. Also, in my situation. <laughs> well, I find it. I find it. Ty- I, t- I find it typical, Kay, of of anyone. Uh, again, this isn't a male female thing, obviously, in this case, because there are many things that, again, if you're so schooled at something and something seems so elementary to you, it, it, it it's not necessarily an insult, but it's kind of a uh, almost a chore to answer that type of question, and I think it was taken in that way, and that that yeah. was the reaction, and the feelings were hurt, and and I guess I guess my my point to 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 everyone is, if we're asking an expert something that to them seems like rudimentary, uh, don't be don't be too taxed by a curt, curt short answer. All right. So your advice to women. So the whole whole point of all this is if you ask if you're if you ask your guy a question, and he's sort of answers um, sort of in a snotty way, you know, kind of, you know, like, like uh, a condescending way, like, uh, like, you know, you should know the answer. Why are you asking me that? Uh, and, and so how are, so, I mean, because I find that a lot of guys do that. Uh, what, how is a woman supposed to take that? How are we supposed to deal with that without it affecting our relationships? I think we have to look at that person and the, in the, in the place they are and, we have to realize this is an area of expertise for them, and and just back off it. It's it's not the the answer is not meant as a cut down or a throwback mm-hmm. at you. It's a curt answer because it is something again that's so rudimentary to them that they don't necessarily see it. And and I I know we would all think we would always want to be kind in our answers, right. but sometimes if we're asked things that we feel are are uh, you know just just so short and they're going to be short and curt back. Don't don't take anything from it. So is that like do guys talk to other guys that way, or is yes. it, do they only talk to women no, that way? No, they talk to other guys that way. And so when, if 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 you asked an expert something and he kind of was answered you in sort of a condescending, you know, quip, you know, would you take it personal? I mean, do guys are guys more thick skinned about it than women? I think, do you think? I think we realize that, uh, and you know, guys guys really don't analyze that much about what is said back to them okay. for the most part. And in this case, I think that they really. You know, if I were to, I'm not a car guy. You know, if I'm at, to ask my mechanic, you know, is is that the dipstick? And he turns back to me, yeah, it's the dipstick. Hey, I, you know, I, I have to ask, I have to turn to myself and go, hey, I asked a question to, to him, was a dumb question. You know, it wasn't a dumb question to me, but to him it was. Therefore, I, I respect his expertise and, and let it go. But it, not it, his people skills. <laughs> We all don't have the best people skills <laughs> 24 hours a day. At times, at times it's tough. The, the other one is, um, I call it soup from the X. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I have a very good friend couple who who are recently married, about two years, and uh, he has a teenage son. And uh, his his mother, birth mother, uh, prepared some some soup for him, and he brought it by the house as he was going to work. And he left it, and he called his dad and said, "Hey, hey, I left left soup in the refrigerator. I'm not coming back to get it. You know, do whatever." So, the next day, when lunch preparations were going on that morning, um, you know, Pete said, "Hey, you know, don't, don't worry about it. I, I'll just grab the soup and eat that." Well, she was very upset that he would be eating a soup that the that the the ex-wife made, and. The point saying this about a guy is that a guy didn't think about the soup that was made by the ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his comment to her was, well, at least I know it's not poisoned because it was made for his son. Right. Well, that joke went over very flat, as you can only imagine. Um, but, again, it, this is a guy thought. A guy thought of here's food that needs to be eaten, you know, wh- wherever it came from, and to where it wasn't an ex or a non-ex thing for him. But that was, would, would this be something that would upset you guys? No, in fact, I'd be eating this. If it was good soup, I'd be eating it. It wouldn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, these, these, are, uh, these were, I'm going to think the, I think the wife was too sensitive in that one. Well, and, and, and again, this, uh, we, we talked about this last week that, you know, we, we don't know what all is on someone's plate at the time. Yeah. Obviously, she, and, and, yeah, and well, that's pe- true. We don't, pe- and, and you also don't know the whole story. Uh, well, you know, there might be a lot more to that story that you're not getting. Well, the... <laughs> Uh, Pete, Pete, in thinking that you know that the the story itself of the soup was very simple, and and like she has been working hard, working late hours, doing some other things, so a lot else on her plate, and she just reacted that way. Now, if he had said, "Oh my God, Mary Sue makes the best soup," you know, I've really missed this since we got divorced. I'm so glad to have this. That'd be different. Hey, I think that would be. I think that would be very different. Kay. I really she do. She would have grounds for being upset. <laughs> Well, we're going to get, uh, in our last segment, we're going to get to a very interesting subject of two sides of the brain in the male and female brain. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is um, some, some heady stuff, and, as and we may say. John, before we go to break, um, have we gone to break yet? No? What's our phone number in case anybody I wants to call? I have given that lately. Our phone number here is 646 646- Six five two two zero seven one. Love for you to give us a call and join us. Yeah, and if give anybody you have any experience with soup from an ex-wife, or um, you know, uh, or if you've got a husband that you know gives you kind of condescending answers or any of that stuff, please call John. I'll give you his best best advice on what to how to handle that situation. That's what I'm here to do, Kay. <laughs> this is John Banks from the John Banks Show, bringing men out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for Here Women Talk. The John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave. Glad to be here with Kay Van Hoosen, and we're going to go into a, a kind of interesting subject. This was actually brought up to uh, me at the office this week by, by a good friend. The male and female brain, believe it or not, are somewhat different. Really? Yes, they are. I know, I know that shocks. I know it just sent shock waves throughout the female community. 
but they are different. And uh, very interestingly, you have two sides of the brain that have different functions. And uh, mm -hmm. to give you an idea, your, your left brain is logical, sequential, uh, rational, analytical, objective, and looks at things in parts. Um, your right brain is random, intuitive, um, holistic, subjective, and looks at things as a whole. As a whole? As a whole. Okay. The, uh, the interesting part about this is that up through 14 weeks in the womb, we are the same. Something happens in that 14th week when our sex is decided and, and that type thing that literally the membranes that connect the left and right side of the brain in the male become thinner than the female. So what that does is that means that the, the woman's brain is, is taking both sides into account with all thoughts, where the male side is starting and doing most of their work on the left side of the brain, which means it's more, you know, more systematic. And um, the, the very, it's, it's actually called systemizing, and it is the drive to analyze, explore, and construct a system. Um, it is the purpose of this is to understand and predict the system or invent a new one. That's how men think. Where women are empathizing, a drive to identify another person's emotions and thoughts and to respond to them with an appropriate emotion. So that gives us a little idea. Now, where did, this, where did all these things come from? Uh, they believe really over long-term development. Uh, men and, believe me, our early ancestors that we love so much are cavemen, uh, truly, who were in the cave most of the time, they actually, their main thoughts were creating tools, working, going out, getting food, gathering, and, and stuff to be somewhat non-emotional to where the female was actually more built with the mother-type instincts that give them uh, much more of an emotional, emotional attachment. So that may give us a little bit of information as to why things are the way they are in our in our minds um, one thing they said people 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 are women things people are men say that again please people people are women uh-huh and things people are men which huh. I thought was was I don't, kind of I don't get that things people what does that mean uh, I guess we're more stuff people instead of emotions I think men see things where women sees more an emotional side. Of I, I think I, well, most of the women that I know, it's all about relationships, and yeah. I don't. And I don't know if that's true with men so much. I guess it's not so much. Well, true. no, I, I think I, I I would uh, tend to agree, and mm -hmm. I think that one thing, interestingly, and this is something I've taken from many years, and 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 please correct me if I'm wrong. Well, you know I will. Uh, thank you, Kay. That's that's why you're here. The, the, the idea, it seems to me, and most of, most of the women I know have two or three or four close, close tightly held friends, mm -hmm. and then a disbursement, a group of others, where I think guys actually have more wider ranging friends with maybe fewer that are, are truly that close, close tie. And I think that, uh, I think, you know, our women can have to have someone that they're emotionally, they can emotionally connect with on a friend's side where, where a guy may not need that. Right. And 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I, I'm wondering about that because it seems to me, you know, women need girlfriends. That's so important to women. We need our friendships and, and that support system. And we, we talk to our girlfriends and we talk about our feelings and what's going on, how, how we're feeling about things. That's always what we're talking about. Men don't do that. Like Jeff, he goes out with golfing occasionally with the guys and I'll ask, what you guys talk about? Nothing. You just talk about good shot, you know, or you know, that's, a, that's a bad shot or too bad. But... But what I found, my experience, and it seems like, is that the men, their best friends are their wives. And that, you know, men don't have friends that they talk, or, and, and uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that men don't have guy friends that they're friends with that they can talk about their feelings with and their relationships with. Their friendships are with their wives or their close girlfriends. So that it seems like when a relationships break up between a man and a woman, the woman has a whole group of girlfriends that she can go to for support, and the guy's got nobody. And, um, and, and, and so, therefore, the guy's always right out there getting another girlfriend right away, so he can have somebody else to, to, to have a relationship with, a, a feeling relationship. What do you think about that? I think that's your, that's, I think that's what you've encountered. I, I would, I would say the exact opposite. Really? I would really tell you in my experience. Okay. Uh, that guys, a lot of guys have, have, do have very good friends that they're able to talk things out with and talk emotional issues out with. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that guys do not spend hours analyzing situations relationship wise, that they, they kind of can move through it quicker and not go through um, so much, and I, I think that uh, guys do have those friends that they talk to in that way. Um, spouses are, are, are good friends, are, are, but the, the absolute best friend, I, cons I consider spouses more lovers and relationship of deep heart friends than, than what I consider a friend that I go um, play around to golf with. Uh, that's that's kind of where I see it differently. And I, I really, most of the guy friends I know actually have more friends than most of the lady friends I know sent, tend to have that, that core group yeah, of small friends. Those guy friends, though, to me, those aren't friendships. Like, I mean, they're, they're casual friends. They don't know, those guy friends don't know anything about their other guy friends' lives, really. I mean, they just know statistics. They don't know anything about their feelings, what's important to them, what's driving them. They don't know anything about that. Okay, I'll agree with you there. Uh -huh. I'll agree with you there. I think, and I think what a guy requires in a friendship is, is a little, uh, maybe a little easier. Uh, we don't, otherwise, we don't put that importance on that person being that, you know, that, that ear that we may need to talk to or that, that advice giver. I think guys have that two or three people that if they really want to talk something out, they're going to go to their, their two or three guys um, who do that. And, mm -hmm. I think that. and I think you are right. I think that more guy friendships are casual acquaintances um, that, that, are, that are, are friends. Buddies. Buddies. Yeah. Buddies. Simple. Simple. And uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if... Uh, it, it seems to me most women I know, again, have that tighter group of friends and don't have as many buddies because I think in a way sometimes the emotion of if that person isn't a close emotional friend, then are they really a friend at all? And, and kind of the point you brought up that, um, you know, needing that, that w are they really a friend mm -hmm. or are they, are they a casual acquaintance? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So interesting. The, the, um, 
this was this but, was. Let me just ask you a question about that. I, you know, my perspective again. Um, it seems to me, most of the guys that I've known, um, and most of the friendships I've had with and my my girlfriends with their husbands and so on. It seems like it is. Um, the wives are the best friend to the husband. And that, in, for a lot of women, puts a lot of pressure on the woman that, um, you know, the guy, that you are, the guy's always, like, reaching to that woman, like, you're, you're my lifeline. You know, if, if I don't have you, I don't have anybody to talk to really about what's important to me. And that puts a lot of pressure on a lot of women. I know there's a lot of guys out there that are like that. And maybe you, you're not, obviously, but there's, there are a lot of guys out there like and, that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know many of them. Really? I, I That's really because don't. you're not a woman. I re- <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. I, uh, most of the guys I know, their huh. their good friends are are other guys. That the 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 male female relationship is is good, and the 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 bond is good. But uh, as far as you know, I they seem to, um, and maybe just the way I take it, right? Um, I w- I would not find necessarily that way. Yeah, I find very different. The the. Interesting. I thought a, an interesting line in this article about the the brains, um, the the adaptive sex differences sometimes misfire and manifest themselves in comical ways. I thought that was interesting. The immense greater tendency towards systemizing and mechanicalistic thinking means that they often try to figure out their relationships with their girlfriends as if they were a logical system or a carburetor. The problem with that is they don't realize relationships involve other human beings with emotions and feelings which are not always rational and logical. I would tell you, believe me, that's an amen. We uh, men often try to find out ways to figure out our relationships in a very logical and rational manner. And actually reading this article and realizing how the female brain works has taught me a little bit about how women think. And uh, I find it very interesting in in a way that I may need to stop trying to be so logical because I think we're all built to be that way for a guy's side Mm -hmm. and obviously via the article. Um, It's uh, very different. And the way you guys look at relationships and, like you said, the importance you place on them. So I thought that that was very interesting. Right. Okay, we've got only a minute or so. Anything you've got to add for today? Well, I'd like to ask that all the women out there who are listening, who have uh, had experiences with um, men who uh, perhaps put pressure on them uh, to be the best friend and not do anything with, with their girlfriends, um, send us an email at info at uh, hearwomentalk.com, and we'll direct your questions to John so we can answer them next week. Um, any of, of you women out there who have had experiences with your uh, men giving you kind of condescending quips back when you ask a question because he's the expert, let's, we want to hear from you. And so if, if you've been listening and you haven't had time to call in or chat in, send us an email, info at hearwomentalk.com. We'll make sure John gets your question, and he can talk about it next week. The other thing, again, I liked for you guys to think, and again, the reason we want to ask these questions is everybody's gone through similar experiences. We want to share these experiences that may help someone else. Again, how do you get your man's absolute attention? I like the way Kay thinks, but we're always open to different answers. <laughs> again, thanks, everybody. This has been John Banks on Bringing Man Out of the Cave. I'd like to thank Kay Van Hoosen. It's been a great show today. Look forward to seeing you next week. 
from 2 to 3 a or p.m. on Monday here on Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Good day, guys.